welcome back. I'm Mariana. I'm Daisy. And what have we been doing, Daisy? We planning for our wedding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite a bit away, but we're, we're exploring. Yeah, it, I think it's good to know like what you want and what you don't. Um, we don't plan on getting like I, I don't know if we mentioned it last episode. I don't remember. Probably, probably not. We don't plan on getting married in the near, near, near future. It's a little bit ways away. I think it's good to plan and see what other people do for their like wedding ceremonies. For inspiration. <laughs> um, and see what we want to incorporate in ours. Yeah, so we went to a wedding expo. Yes. The Rainbow Weddings Expo. I found it on, on Facebook. Yeah, it was so random. But also, we had our friends mention it once, remember? Was that when it? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but they went to a wedding expo too. Oh. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same one or not. But it was all LGBTQ plus friendly wedding expos. Yeah. And there's not that many. Yeah, I don't think so. No. No. So they went to one and they're like, you could like, it's all LGBTQ friendly places. But anywho, you were saying? Yeah. Um, well, we went and it was held at this place called Lionsgate Event Center. Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. Oh, that place? Yes. Yeah. And in that place where it took a uh, place, the wedding expo, you could actually have your wedding there. Like you could have the ceremony, the reception. Yeah, it had two pavilions, didn't it? It had the main building where the expo was held. Mm -hmm. And then it has another little house, which is just as big. Yeah. What? The other house? Yeah, the one with the basement. Oh, that one looks like a house. Yeah, yeah. It legit looks like a house because it has a basement. It has... It has the middle floor. And then isn't it a top floor where their dressing rooms are at? Yes. Yeah, and then they have the outside. So they have the basement. They have the top floor, like you said, where the dressing rooms are at. Yeah. That floor also has, like, a bar and, like, a space to have either the tables or the dance floor. And then you go outside, and then that would be where your ceremony would be held. Yeah. It has a fountain, a little walkway. It's really pretty. Yeah. And then there's another house where it's just ceremony. Yes, and I think I fell in love with that one the most. Because it has exactly what we want yeah. in our wedding. Yeah. The question is, would you like to talk about what we want in our wedding? Sure. Okay. So, basically, our I mean, our we- our wedding isn't as traditional, right? Oh, no. I mean, there's not... Yeah, there's nothing traditional about our there's wedding. There's no groom. So... <laughs> Uh, and that's what we mean by your traditional, no, not normal, but your average traditional wedding, right? Yes. There's a groom, there's a bride. That already is <laughs> out the window. So we don't want someone already waiting at the front. Or we don't want someone to come in and wait and then the next person comes in, right? Yeah, at the altar or whatever you call it. Ceremony, whatever, wherever you're at. We want to both walk in and yeah. walk each other down the aisle yes no one's gonna walk us down the aisle right no. we're walking each other down the aisle yeah and we're... that's gonna be our first look too yes 
So that place had the perfect spot for both of us to walk out and see each other and see our friends and family and those that love us as a couple love us individually Mm -hmm. and see them at the same time and then join together going down some stairs going together and then walking down the aisle together and it was beautiful there were chandeliers it was gorgeous and it's called the chandelier room yep because the ceiling is covered in chandeliers Mm -hmm. you know and it's beautiful but i liked the most the stairs because first there's the highest level and there's two staircases coming down and in the middle they join to the one in the middle and it's just one single one mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the best metaphor is like two becoming one, one. and mm-hmm. walking down through life and that's the aisle mm-hmm. bro <laughs> my god eat no um but yeah i love that place i fell in love with that place and then we started looking at prices and then we didn't fall in love with that place. no quickly (laughs) fell out of love but um yeah the wedding expo was great it was it was great seeing people who love love like does that make sense like who are there to help you out yeah who support you yes because there's so many places that would not or you who, know? like, see you and the first thing they ask, oh, so where's the husband? Mm-hmm. The future husband is like, no, bitch. No. We're both going to be whole-ass wives, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just to steer away from that, and everybody knows, like, if you go up to um, one of the bridal, like, bride dress places, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so who's interested in the, like, dress? Like, yeah, they don't just because anything. I look more masculine doesn't mean that i'm not gonna be wearing a dress like who's gonna be wearing like both of you one of you like it like they were what are your full, styles? yeah what are your styles and I, and I was like no 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 not me her it's for her so yeah i love that that they didn't jump into conclusions they didn't assume anything and same for the tux like it was the same thing so is are it? we both going to be mm-hmm. wearing a tux? Are you only going to be wearing a tux? They ask me because, again, again, I'm more masculine. But they'd still make those questions. And so just so they know how to, like, give their speech, give their, you know, selling point or whatever. Yeah. It's also good to know. Um, but I, I love that. Everything was a lot very pricey, though. It was. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that's to be expected, right? Yeah. Weddings aren't cheap. For sure. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They also had this little section where they train your dog to be the groom dog or no. What do we call it? The ring bearer. Ring bearer. The ring bearer. So groom like, dog. <laughs> Please don't marry your dog. <laughs> no. Um, so they can walk down the aisle and like give you the rings and not run off with them. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a very cute detail because a lot of people are doing that nowadays. Like they yeah. incorporate their, their pets. Mm-hmm. And actually, in Colorado, uh, your pet could actually, and I don't know what other state, but they could sign your marriage license for you. How cute is that? And it's legal. Yeah. How cute is that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, there's a whole spot to, like, them for them to sign it. That's cute. One of our friends is actually going to add their dog's paw print onto their marriage license. That is cool. Yeah. Um, one of our friends really recently got married, and so they're going to do that. Congratulations! We're so so excited. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then uh, we really like this one um, 
There was also like, so there was like food, DJ, pictures, um, pictures photography, suits. event center, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really liked the cake one. Yes, the cake place. What was the name? Don't give them free promo. Anyways. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well. Uh, no, but yeah, they, um, maybe if they, if they host our wedding, we'll, we'll give a shout out. But. Yes, we still haven't tried anything there, so we can't say for sure. Yes. But there was this cool cake place that was like, we're, we're, our eyes are on them for sure. Yeah. Only because when we, well, when I showed them a picture of what we envisioned, uh, they were already creating it with their mind. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, I can do this and I can do that. And the flowers will go here. They're like writing it in the air and drawing it. And we're like, that's someone that knows their craft. Right. Because right before that, we went to someone, another decorations, mm-hmm. cake, pastries place. And because there was a bunch of booths. And so we went there and she was like, oh, well, I don't know if we could do that, but we could do something similar. But she didn't explain it like this other person right yes when we went to the one we like like they're like okay just so you're aware like that we can't do with buttercream we can't do with like she started listing all this stuff like it has to be fun fondant or, something. or whatever whatever that sugar thing that goes on top of she's like that has to be that because the decorations on top of the cake are so elaborate yeah that it has to be that type yeah, i don't so, know what it's called yeah so like they're picturing it of how what goes best to create what we want mm-hmm. whereas the other place was a lot of uncertainty yeah and that's what you want like that's that should be your selling point right yeah. know your craft and so um we really liked it we tried some of their you could try also the cake pops oh, yeah. and um, the little cakes and muffins or whatever it is that they had, and it was fucking delicious. Red velvet cake. So. And the cream cheese she was talking about. Delicious. Yeah. So I really like that place. So hopefully, we'll see. Yes, and then we also saw. Well, we talked to some people from a suit shop. Mm-hmm. And they were really nice. There were two, and they're trying to. Um, um they said their suits are below. 200 or something like that they said and i don't i don't remember exactly was it 200 yeah it wasn't like over a thousand or anything like that and what they're trying to do is have um they have the men fitted that the traditional men fitted suits they're kind of like a square yeah (laughs) they have the more women where it goes into the, the yeah the more feminine look where it clinks into the waist and then they're trying to build now a androgynous type. Hybrid type, they call yeah, it? Yeah, uh-huh. Suit where it fits in all the right places, mm-hmm. but it's still, I don't know, a, like. It's flattering. Not too, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's not too, either too bulky from the front, from the top, or too cinched at the waist. Something that'll be, like, perfect. They're trying to aim to, like, please. That's what I want. Because <laughs> the men make me, uh, I have some button up shirts, for example. Yeah. I have some button up shirts that they are too squared. So because I have breasts, they go over the breasts and then I just keep looking wide. 
it doesn't go back into my body. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then I have some other button-ups that just are like, uh, ¿cómo se dice? They're stretched. Yeah, they're stretched. So they shape to my body. And if in those specific parts, like in my waist, where it goes a little bit more in, it's it doesn't keep going outwards. It's not bulky at the sides or at the top, which is usually what we find either bulky at the shoulders and the chest Mm -hmm. and it looks like a bubble or at the sides. And those shirts you're talking about, like they just cling to you. Fit. Where Very I nicely. fit perfectly and where I want them to fit Ooh, perfectly. Mari in a suit. <laughs> oh my god. So that's what I'm looking for in a suit, you know, yeah. to have what I like in those other shirts that fit me the way I like them to fit me. Um, it's it's hard out here though. <laughs> yeah. Something though, I'm we're giving a lot of props that I know we both, well, I personally didn't like is there were no Latinos. Yes. So, for example, the DJ, um, that's something we were talking about on the drive back. Getting someone who's LGBTQ plus friendly um, is great. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but will they have our song, that all the songs that we like? Because the majority of our songs are in Spanish. Yeah. And they are also not like current songs it's a lot of it is oldies oldies. old latino songs yeah it's not like the despacito or the bad bunny the new stuff no we're going old school with this we're going you know rancheras cumbias like there's all across the list and if you have someone unfortunately people who are latino are usually not as lgbtq friendly when you have someone who is lgbtq plus friendly but they aren't they're probably like the majority of the time not gonna be latinos yeah so that's a hard part so where do you find your middle ground you know exactly yeah because i don't want to hire a dj you know latino dj and then have them say something that isn't us that isn't us or like an underhand comment and then me fighting the DJ at our wedding. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and we still have to pay him at the end of the night because he did his service, you know? Mm. Even, I know, even <laughs> though it wasn't to our expectation, he yeah. still played music yeah. and that was his job. Does that make sense? Yes. It just, we, there's no middle, like, yeah. It'd be great if we found someone literally in the middle, but that's why we got Spotify. <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean overall wedding expo was really good because we got to see what we want what we don't want um get a few more numbers here and there of who we could contact for suits cakes x y and z yeah and i learned that i might have to how do i say it the dress i envision in my mind it's not going to be sold anywhere here no 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 it's not and um, I don't want to go and buy a, a dress just to say I bought a dress for $2,000 and not be super ecstatic about it. So maybe I'm going to have to turn to my sister and yeah. Yeah. Um, Daisy had a little like pictures. She was so prepared. She brought in her little iPad and she's like, look, this is what I'm looking for. These are the pictures. Do you have something like that? And they're like, oh, yeah, it, it looks kind of like a 
hippie look or so what did they say a boho or something like that boho i have no idea or... yeah and honestly i was offended because it's not boho it's a mexican dress it is a mexican dress and the way we say Mexican dress is it has the embroideries on it. Yes. Uh, that's what Daisy wants. She wants embroiders on the like different colors on the dress. Yeah. And there was a white one that was like that, but it was just white and like beige. But they called it boho. And it's like, no, bitch. It's a Mexican dress. Yeah. And Mexican then, wedding dress. And it's funny because just recently we saw a video that said Mexican dresses and it had all like dresses oh, that you God. basically had in your little iPad. Yes. And it was sold in Mexico. But and we're like, yeah. fuck. And we'll that's s- the thing is that ordering it from Mexico, I mean, I don't mind, but I don't want to go through the stress of, or it didn't fit me. I have to ship it back or I have to go over there and buy it. First of all, hell no. I would not go to Mexico in these times just because it's it's not safe for people i guess no it's not Mm -mm. i don't i think i would have felt safer if i didn't cut my hair does that make sense yeah a little bit yes if i was straight passing basically let's put it in in the terms that it is if i look straight passing i'd feel a little bit safer but not all that because I'm still a woman and shit's getting crazy. It is. So, um, but now menos. Like now with my haircut, I definitely don't want to go there. No. Hell no. So that's why I'm thinking of like buying a regular wedding dress and having my sister fix the little embroideries on it. Yeah. Because she's pretty good at it. Yeah, she's really good. She made a sweater recently. Oh that my gosh, so cool. it's so cute. What else do so. you want to talk say about the wedding expo? Um, nothing. I mean, basically, that's pretty much it right now. I think we still have more exploring, more deciding. I mean, we recently decided on the colors and came to an agreement. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been fighting Daisy over it. No, I'm just <laughs> no, it's just we want so much. We want to incorporate so much because of who we are. Yeah. But it's 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 difficult. And so, yeah, I'm trying to fit like everything that we are because I see our wedding day like, you know, it is a union of us, but I also want to show like I want the wedding to represent us in every little detail. And sometimes that's not possible because it's just too much. Yeah, especially if it's going to be we're planning it for it to be a micro wedding, micro wedding, right? Yeah, so it's definitely less than 50 people. Yeah. And um, so adding everything that makes us us, it's, I don't think it's possible. No. But I'm glad that you're finally coming <laughs> to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we agreed on some colors. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we'll take it from there. We'll still incorporate a little, a little of everything of, of everything. So yeah. Um, but other than wedding planning, we've also, uh, been binging a few shows. Oh my gosh. Um, we recently got invested, like invested, invested into this staircase murder. So a little bit about us. We're like into true crime and all that kind of stuff. Yes. 
mystery stuff. Mystery stuff, solving. unsolved cases. Um, yeah. So when we saw this, I think some other podcasts might have mentioned it because I was sort of familiar. And oh. that's why we started watching it. Or did we just randomly start watching it? I think you must have heard it somewhere, but I saw it on Netflix. Yes. So on Netflix, there's a documentary. I don't remember the name of it, but it's the the staircase murder. And there's a Netflix. If you type the staircase, it'll pop up. Trust me on Netflix. And basically that's a documentary. It's, it's the real person being filmed, um, as they go through his trial to decide if he's guilty or not guilty. Yeah. What is he guilty or not guilty for? So apparently, allegedly, a husband murdered his wife and made it seem like a staircase accident. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, basically, um, 911 received a call mm-hmm. one day, one afternoon. No one else was home. It was just uh, this guy. Are we going to say their names? Sure. I mean, it's already on Netflix. Okay. We can't really cover so. up anything else. <laughs> so this guy, his name is Michael Peterson. And it was just him and his wife, which is Kathleen Peterson. And essentially, they were home alone. They were having some drinks. They were watching some movies. And they made a 911 call. He made a 911 call. And the 911 call was kind of iffy. And that's, I think, where I think the documentary starts as well as... There's also like a movie series on HBO. And so 911 answers, and I'm just kind of go through the transcript real quick, if okay. that's okay. Yes. It's, they say, What's your emergency? And he gives his address and says, Please. 911 says, What's wrong? Peter says, says, My wife had an accident. She's still breathing. What kind of accident? The 911 person says, He says, She fell down the stairs. She's still breathing. Please come. And he sounds frantic at this point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, who who isn't in, in a situation like that? What kind of accident? She fell down the stairs. She's still breathing. Please come. Is she a, is she conscious? What? He sounds frantic. He goes, what? Is she conscious? No, she's not conscious. Please. And he sounds bothered. Nine nine one one says, how many stairs did she fall down? What? Huh? He says. How many stairs did the back stairs? But in that moment, I don't know. We'll keep talking about it in a little bit. Uh, the back stairs. And then they say, how many stairs? And you just hear him like go, oh, no. Oh, like frantic. I said, like his yeah. partner's dying. He Like the reaction, the sounds that would come out of someone's mouth, you know? And then anyone says, Cal- calm down, sir. Calm down the dispatcher or whatever. And then Michael Peterson says, oh, 15, 20, I don't know. Please get somebody here right away, please. The dispatcher says, okay, somebody's dispatching the ambulance while I'm asking you questions. Peterson says, it's off. It's off of, uh, it's in Forest Hills, okay, please. And then the dispatcher says, okay, sir, somebody else is dispatching the ambulance. Is she awake now? Uh, uh, and you just hear him say that and then click. Mm-hmm. But she wanted him to stay on the phone to help. I don't know. Right. 
but then he calls back and um there's a second one fuck did i not get the second one there's a second call in it and then again the dispatcher said what's your emergency and michael peterson sounds even more uh, frantic now and he's like where are they he says his address again she's not breathing she's not breathing please please would you hurry up sir can you hear me sir click again again Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason why that call is important <laughs> is because they highlight it so much during the trial and the documentary. And basically, um, what I feel just by that call alone, um, he's frantic. His wife is probably, he, she went down the stairs, so she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I the fuck I would react, but also I want help for my partner Right. So I would be answering and staying on the phone with whoever's on the phone, especially like, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. But like where we live, it's an apartment. So I definitely have to stay on the phone in case someone can't find what apartment we're in. Yep. Um, It's just weird that he said also that she was breathing in the first call. And then in the second call, she's not breathing anymore. Yep. They also highlight that in the documentary. Yep. And then, um, I think, let me see right here. According to sources, um, she had died from blood loss 90 minutes to two hours after sustaining injuries. Which is weird because if she had just fallen... And breathing while he made that first call but autopsy says she's been dead for more than an hour those two things already don't coincide for sure and um basically uh in the documentary and in the movie series they show the staircase of where she allegedly fell down and um they reenact it in both the documentary the docu series or whatever the documentary and the movie series type mm-hmm. thing um they both in both those things they show how she could have fallen and also how it is that because of the forensic what is this the autopsy the, yes thank you the autopsy that she could have also been hit by something and then oh yeah they said that she had um Seven lacerations to the top and back of her head. So they they said, how is it that someone could have seven lacerations in their head if they just fell down the steps? It's like falling on your head seven times, and that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, a lot of things didn't make sense in that. A lot of things didn't add up. And that's when, and we watched the documentary first mm-hmm. on Netflix. <clears throat> And then we saw that um, there was uh, something else on HBO Max, but that one's all actors. On Netflix, it's the actual people. Yeah. And so um, we wanted to go through the documentary first, but we couldn't get through it because (laughs) there were some parts that were just (laughs) Michael Peterson talking. Yeah, I feel like he was acting for the camera. And Michael Peterson is... (laughs) Uh, to me, uh, in my opinion, a very interesting human being. 
So it was hard to watch the documentary. And so we ended up watching the movie series. Um, which that guy did an amazing job acting him. Oh because he uh-huh. talks just like him. Even like some features and expressions. He got it down. Yeah. Um, but um, yes. So it started with a 911 call. Um, they're trying to figure out. They go through this whole trial. Trying to figure out if he's guilty or not guilty. Of hitting basically blunt force trauma to the head yeah um but i mean i think at the end of it i mean no one really knows what happened that night right because you yeah. said that she was bleeding out for more than two hours yeah 90 minutes yeah 90 minutes to two hours yeah yep so that she was bleeding out and his story is that he was out by the pool and they even did a they reenact it. Reenact it. So he's out by the pool and the cameras are by the pool and they have a recording of someone saying help, help in the in the house. And you can't hear shit in the pool mm-hmm. because they have like a fountain and it's so far away and like you can't really hear anything. Um, but he was out by the pool. Just drinking a little bit before going back inside because apparently she went inside first. And then he followed, and that's when he found her. Yeah. But that still doesn't make sense. That's the thing is that through watching that, I'm like, okay, I don't want to point fingers, right? But some things do not connect. Mm -hmm. Because if he was on the phone saying she's breathing. Breathing. Hello. (laughs) And then the way they say that, you know when a person dies, like their body gets stiff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their blood goes through this whole process. Her body had already done that, started doing that. When the ambulance got there. Yes. And that, um, and that's why they were able to deter- determine that it was uh, 90 minutes to two hours that she has been dead. Because her body started getting, what's that? I don't even know what that term yeah. is called. But, but um, hard. Boys. Yes. Uh, so Stiff. that already doesn't make sense. No. How, in the, again, 911 call, he was saying, she was breathing and then hangs up, calls again and says she's not breathing. And then the ambulance gets there. They, there's no way it takes them 60 minutes to get there. The ambulance gets there and she's already stiff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but as the story continues and as the story continues... And they're going through this trial to see if he was the one, if Michael Peterson killed his own wife. Um, we start learning more about he, children they had together. Oh, yeah. Right? So, Michael Peterson was previously married, right, uh, to some lady. I don't, don't remember her name. And they had two children, right? Two, two boys. boys. Older, right? And then... They lived in Germany during this time when they had these two boys. Mm -hmm. And then they had neighbors. Oh, yeah. Friends. Friends. And then friends. uh, I think the the friend, the husband passed away first. Yes. And they had two daughters. The friends had two daughters. Yes. The friends had two daughters. So the male friend ended up dying. Mm -hmm. Passing away. Sorry. Um, he ended up passing away. And so Michael decided to step in a little bit and help out his female friend with the two daughters. 
And they had a nanny and everything. So the nanny was taking care of the kids, but he wanted to be present in their present lives. and helping out the neighbor with her kids. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. He also has a history of cheating on his wife's. Anyways, not that he did, allegedly. Yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, he went to help out this the neighbor with the kids because now she's a single mom, a widow, and then she ends up passing away as well. And get this, she is found at the bottom of a staircase in a pool of blood. And the last person to see her alive was Michael Peterson. Mm-hmm. And this is before of Kathleen. Years. Years, years before. The little girls were babies or something like that. Or toddlers. Yeah, they were, they were young. Um, I think the oldest must have been like, what, this day, maybe the oldest eight or something. I don't know something. But like she that. was little. And so he was just there helping out a neighbor. But he was the mm-hmm. last one to see her alive. And then, and then the nanny came and found her on the bottom of the steps. And he came over because he heard the screaming because they're neighbors. He came over or something. And he says, oh, yeah, she had a brain aneurysm or just, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And the Bro, nanny was you like, just what? walked in. Oh, it's because she was complaining of headaches. Allegedly, this is what happened. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> um, And so... Because he's such a great neighbor, he takes custody of the two little girls. Yep. So now he has two boys, Mm -hmm. two girls, and he divorces his wife. Yes. And gets with Kathleen. And Kathleen... Kathleen had a daughter herself. Yes. Going into this relationship with Michael. I don't know. It just seems very weird that way before Kathleen, there was a lady found at the bottom of a stairs with a pool of blood. And then fast forward to the future, to this case, and there's another lady on the bottom of the stairs in a pool of blood. Yep. I I mean, if we're asking for personal opinions. (laughs) I mean, this is the thing. Like they say, what's the thing? Daisy's making me watch Teen Wolf. Uh, uh-huh. What's the thing of this um, two is a coincidence, Styles' is dad? What does he say? And three is... I don't remember how I went. There's this. There's a saying. We'll, we'll probably get back to you on that one. But it, it says that, basically. It's a pattern. Yeah. I mean, we're already on a coincidence here. Well, yeah, um... The way Michael was portrayed and the way we saw him in that documentary filming him as a person, the right? Real person, the yeah. real person. He came off as really manipulative. Mm-hmm. He knew how to say what people wanted to hear in order to turn it to benefit him. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was a writer. Yes. He was good with his words. Oh, yeah. Even at one point, his lawyer, when um, Michael asked to be put on the stand for his thing, Mm -hmm. he told him, stop being Michael for a second. Stop giving this persona. Just talk to me. Have a conversation with me. He goes, well, I am having a conversation. He's like, no, 
talk to me. His own lawyer yeah. is saying, pull down this persona, stop fluffing me up with words, and just talk to me because this is the only way it's going to work for to put you on the stand. But he couldn't let it down because there was cameras around. Mm-hmm. So he kept fluffing up words and going on these stories and telling a story or whatever. And that's not what the lawyer wanted. No. The lawyer wanted more personality, wanted he people wanted... to feel bad for him. Exactly. He wanted to see his human side. Mm-hmm. But either Michael didn't want to show it or he just didn't know how. Or he didn't have one. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, and then it just goes through the the, the case, um, the documentary, and I mean, you could even Google this 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 case, and he was fine, filed guilty. Yeah, that first time, and then um, he was set free in 2017, 2018, because of a mistake of one of the forensic people on the other on the. Whatever the prosecutor side. said, yeah. yeah, they uh, lied when they were testifying, and therefore he was let go because of that. Mm-hmm. Which not because other evidence came about, not because no. they were ever to prove his innocence, because he kept being shut down for his what is that court title? The appeal or something? appeals. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept being shut down to the appeals and then all of a sudden this happened where someone lied on the stand and you can't do that. Yeah. Um, they lied about their, their experience, their experience, and... which swayed the jury's yeah. vote and basically anything that is put out there that could sway the jury's vote. It basically is bad. Yeah. So that happened and he was at so he was let go. He was let free. It's just, yeah. if you're interested into true crime, I suggest you, you watch if you could get through the documentary or even just read about it. But, yeah. Um, and then share your thoughts because... with us because, no, a lot of this sounds really weird. Yeah. I mean, two women dying almost the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Uh, they also said that he wasn't a faithful man either to his wife's. No. And that could be, um, that was also used a lot against him for making him guilty or whatever mm-hmm. to everybody else. Because even his ex-wife, the one he had the two sons with, he was like, oh yeah, he he had sex with a lot of women while we were together. She yeah. was very honest about it. But then she was... She's on another kind of level. Yeah. Because even at, during this trial and stuff, she was fully supporting him. Everything he said, she believed. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, after he got out of jail, he went to live with her. So she even helped him, which is crazy. Like, yeah. how... I don't know. If someone like cheats on you multiple times like that, how do you still provide them a home after being convicted for murder? Mm-mm. I mean, let go eventually. Dude, I would have been on the on that stand testifying against him. Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah. And apparently he was still like, the reason why they were using this against him is because he was seeing escorts 
uh, male escorts during the time that he was with Kathleen. Yeah. And they're like, she didn't know about this. There's no way she didn't knew about this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, she knew. And he's like, I think she knew. I mean, she made it seem like she knew. Which isn't an answer. No. <laughs> Which could have been the source of an argument, and that's why they kept using that against him. Mm-hmm. Or her, like, deciding to leave or whatever. Maybe she threatening to leave. And then he's like, no, you're not leaving. <laughs> and he got mad. Yeah. These are all assumptions. Yeah, we don't. Well, everything's not really. Said no one. Like I said, no one no knows, knows what happened except him. Yep. And it just seems very interesting that both women died the same way and had several lacerations on their head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they had similar lacerations to the head. Mm-hmm. I forgot that part. Yep. Also, when he called the nine one one at first. With Kathleen, um, didn't they say that he washed his clothes or something like that? Or changed clothes? Yep. So, like, while your wife is dying at the bottom of stairs, you're... You go change your clothes? You set a what? Like, how do you... What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting... It sucks, because, again, like, a life was lost, you know, Kathleen. But... I don't know. I think, in my personal opinion, he should have stayed in jail. Same. Because how does that happen back to back? Yeah. Same laceration, same ending. Uh, When the trial started, uh, Kathleen's daughter, she actually switched. Yeah. Um, What? She had a biological daughter because we only mentioned the two boys and the two girls. No, we mentioned Kathleen. No. And so um, Kathleen's daughter, she decided not to support Michael. Yeah. After seeing evidence and talking to the prosecutor and the DA. And that this is another thing. Michael Peterson kept saying that the DA had it against him because he wrote in the local paper talking bad about the justice system. Oh, yeah. And so he thought that the justice system was out to get him or the DA was out to get him or something that they wanted to sink him. And this was the way. Like, dude, you're not that important. Um, but the two daughters and the two sons stood by him the whole, the time, whole time, which is because they even like uh, sometime during the trial, they dug up. The, his neighbor that died the similar way. Yeah. Um, just to see the if the lacerations were similar. So matched, yeah. I don't know. I think he had before the two boys and the two girls, he had them still wrapped under his his like power. I don't know. You get to see a side of them in the HBO. Yeah. And again, they're actors, so who knows, right? Yeah. I don't know. Because in the docuseries, you don't really get a feel or know what their stuff was or their... No, their... but you do see one of the girls, she starts acting strange about it. Mm-hmm. Like... The glasses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was actually the real person. And she, Yeah, and she was... Yeah, and she kept... She, at one point, she starts going, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. 
I I hope he's innocent. Like yeah. I hope because I'm sticking next to him, so I hope he actually didn't do it. But who knows? Only he knows what he actually did. But um, yeah, to, uh, we binged that and we were stuck on that for a while. Yeah, it was interesting. I think the HBO was a lot more interesting. It was than, easier to watch. Yeah, easier to watch definitely than the docu series because that, that it was very lengthy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Look at us going from marriage <laughs> and happy to murder and a marriage. <laughs> awkward <laughs> we both pause like oh no um yeah it was uh, we're this is a little bit about us this is how we we are you know different different levels yes but yeah if you end up watching that like let us know how you feel about it or like opinion. if you already have heard about this case before like what are your opinions on it your opinions and also with now being the beginning of August, <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> um, but we want to wish everybody who, if you're a student, eh, good luck. If you're a teacher, an educator, janitor, lunch crew, secretary, custodian staff, whatever you Anyone. Are, good luck. Working in schools, good luck. Good luck this school year. Remember to breathe. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Lots of times. Because there's a lot of cases of different things coming up. Mm-hmm. You just don't know where these kids have been. Remember to take your sick days off. Mm-hmm. Take your personal days as well. Mm-hmm. You know what? And take your birthday off too. That's <laughs> totally fine. Screw it at this point. Yeah. No, it, I know. we know it's going to be a super tough year. Um, not only because, you know, the rise of COVID is coming back and monkeypox and mm-hmm. I said that I said that polio in New York. Um, but just in general, we saw how hard this last year was yeah. and it's only going to get worse. I'm already having anxiety dreams. Mm-hmm. Same, but, um, good luck. We're here rooting for you guys. Pumping you up. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, good luck this school year. Kick ass. You got this. I know yes. we sound very like <laughs> we're, we're down, also down in the gutters, but like you got this. Yeah. As hard as it is, you know why you're there. You know why you show up every day to school. And you know why you stay. Well, you, you know why you stay. And if you decide not to stay, that's, also that's cool okay. too. Thank you for choosing you. Yes. Anything else you would like to add? Um, not really. Just good luck, positive vibes. Take care of you. Um, if you want to share your thoughts or anything with us as far as um, true crime <laughs> or any shows or docu series that you want us to watch, um, you can share all that on Instagram. Um, we changed our Instagram. <laughs> it's Magic to Daily. Uh, at Magic to Daily. On Instagram and Twitter. Both are the same. Magic to daily. Two is T-O. Not two. Yeah. Um, and share your thoughts on with that on there. Any shows. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. And um, for any other updates, look up there. 
and we'll see you next time. Yay!